Hey there, I'm Amy Sharp, and I created the Alexine Clean story you're just about to experience. And I like to think that her sense of humor straddles the U.S.-Canadian border. Okay, here we go. Brace yourself. Episode 2, Harry Johns. I was glad to hear about my good friend Serafina and her man having a blast at the hot springs last weekend. Nicely done, sister. But she needs to quit telling me about his corkscrew cock and the orgasms that nearly bring her to tears. I haven't had the pleasure of real cock. You know, the type that's actually attached to a living, breathing man in far too long. Fortunately, my hand-operated boyfriend has been very good to me. I'm not a fan of the battery-operated boyfriend. You might as well just sit on a washing machine on the spin cycle. Now, I haven't told Serafina about my career choices. I'd rather keep the focus on her juicy sex life, a favorite distraction for us both. And a tasty distraction can be your best friend. Am I right? I've been cleaning different houses for a while, and I'm digging it. Weird, I know. I think so much of the stigma is about shit stains. Yep, that toilet bowl can be the epitome of what you want to unsee. The funny thing is, is that these high-class people seem to either clean the bowl before I get there, or they crap out deer pellets, or they never shit at all. I haven't seen a smear yet. The honeymoon will end, but for now, no complaints from me. Clearly, none of these women are married to men like my ex. I did go to one house where a youngish couple in their 30s were heading out the door with their three-year-old princess. What is it about little girls and being a princess? I wasn't like that, but it is a scourge in the old and the new world. Tiaras and pink tutus abound. This is my whole destiny. (laughs) They were excited because this was their first time to actually pay someone to clean their house instead of doing it or not doing it, as in their case, themselves. And holy crap, what an ungodly mess. They had a dog and a cat, both long-haired, black, and shedding like there was no tomorrow. The downstairs bathroom was the one they showered in. They also had one of those add-on bidets, which absolutely suck to clean as they have so many seams and hard-to-reach places. Again, no shit on the bowl, thank you, but I'm pretty sure they picked up the cat and shook the fur out of it over the toilet, the sink, the shower stall, and around all the walls. My God, how could there be so much fucking hair? These ceramic fixtures are often damp from condensation, making hair even more fun to remove. Jesus Murphy. There's one thing I've thought about often as I clean bathrooms. What makes all that dust in a bathroom anyway? Have you ever unrolled some toilet paper in direct sunlight? You'll see hundreds of fibers that float away to later descend upon every surface. Same with using a bath towel. This time it's cotton, not paper fibers that are making their way to cover every surface. And there are skin cells and pubic hair added to the mix. Then blow dry your hair and you've added more particles to the landscape, topping it off with a light mist of hairspray. Ta-da, you've got a dirty bathroom and you haven't even taken a crap. I think people forget to actually look at the edges of their kitchen sink and faucet. Picture, if you will, the crud that you find under your fingernails. Yes, you. It's gray and it's gross. People, listen to me. Nature never sleeps. She is constantly changing matter into the next thing. A garburator, also known as a garbage disposal south of the border, is either a handy tool or an intricate habitat for all kinds of foul-smelling creatures to funk up your food-preparing places. My mom often grinds up citrus peels of any kind to keep her garbage disposal fresh. It works like a hot dam. Moms are so smart. On another note, I'm trying to gauge if I'm a subcontractor or not. When you look at the Canada Revenue Agency's website, they have a succinct 
12-page document titled Employee or Self-Employed. 12 pages may not seem concise to you, but in the grand scheme of CRA verbiage, you could do a lot worse. Think of all those delightful IRS documents. There's similar long-windedness on each side of the border. What difference does it make if I'm an employee or self-employed? Well, I'm working goddamn hard for that tight-ass woman and her $18 an hour instead of dealing directly with the people whose houses I'm cleaning and getting paid a better rate. And she's making it worse because she keeps dropping the ball with my people. Case in point, I showed up one morning to a new clean. That's what we call a job, a clean. The dad opened the door and after greeting me warmly, he asked if I knew that I was this company's last chance. No, I did not. He told me how they've had a cleaner leave after only two hours instead of the required four hours. And they had to vacuum the entire upstairs and the bathroom counter still had toothpaper stuck on them. Duh. Another time he came downstairs to the family room to find the new subcontractor massaging the shoulders of his five-year-old kid. What? As he's saying this, I hear, you're our only hope, Obi-Wan, in the background. He said the owner told him I was one of her very best cleaner who has been with the company for a long time. Um, nope. I think she's flailing. She's got almost 75 minions, not employees, mind you, running around all over the city, and she does all the scheduling without an app. There are so many great apps out there like Hot Schedules, Nausta, Dayforce, and a gajillion more with reasonable rates. Soon that woman is not going to have any hair left to pull out. I've been on a clean with another person from her company where they just left before the job was done without telling me or the client or the boss. I had another clean scheduled so I couldn't stay and do it. And how did the owner handle it when I told her? She told me she would try to get someone there the next day, but she never responded to the client about it. That is seriously dropping the ball. Maybe she was just too busy doing big fat rails. Some smaller cleans are straightforward and they don't need much specific instruction. Some are larger and have detailed instructions. For instance, someone with dust allergies will go to the trouble to explain everything with the promise that they will have the same person for every clean. Then a random person without notice will end up at their house. Now they have to take the time to explain it all over again. That's even if they have the time to do that. I did sign a contract when I started and that's why I'm wondering whether or not it was binding. I am rolling around the idea of working directly for clients. This would tax that idled mother's last nerve. Do I want to rock the boat? I've been fortunate to have so many gracious people tell me how they really like having me in their home. I do make a point to be thorough. I step back and look at the whole room. Surfaces, surfaces, a la absolutely fabulous. And hey, I'm pretty damn likable. Just ask me, I'll tell you. So I'm waiting to be called in for my yearly exam. And I start giggling and blushing as I remember all the visitors over the decades who've commented on how delicious my muff is. Yes, having a snatch that someone wants to bury their face in is a real advantage. But later during the exam, the doctor told me I had an ingrown hair on my left labia. Talk about a buzzkill. Jeez. The home support job also came from the eternal fountain of goodness that is Craigslist. I work directly for this client and I get to do some shopping and cleaning for her. It doesn't pay as much as house cleaning, but it's easier and there's more interaction, which I do like. Maureen is the classic elderly woman, half sweet as can be, half cranky old broad. Her family helps pay for this position since the old age pension isn't much to live on. Go ahead and ask her about OAS. 
she will loudly tell you how it is not enough. What is it about old people's homes that make you feel like they're all the same? Doilies, that's the main thing. Then boring, god-awful art that looks like it was stolen from a cheap hotel. And some ugly knickknacks to top it all off. Mark my words, in 20 years, when some stranger comes into my house to clean my toilet and make me a PB&J Sammy, they will not see any goddamn doilies. I get to hear about her grandkids, although not as you would think. She has one grandson, Marco, that she loves to bitch about. He was, and probably still is, a gorilla dope grower. A real bushwhacker with a keen eye for sun exposure, quality of soil, and places for water catchment. I don't know what he knows about those things, but every other GDG I know surely does. Camel pants, BO that will make your eyes water, and dirt under the nails. It's really quite a look. Now that pot is legal here in BC, there may be less of these, but I'm guessing that they will serve the part of the market that wants high-grade, organic, outdoor-grown nugs. Not the chemically fertilized indoor stuff the kids are smoking now. Exquisite gourmet buds for the connoisseur crowd that's probably too paranoid to go into a government pot shop anyway. Maureen has no problem with him growing pot or smoking pot. She has a problem with the crap, the goddamn ugly crap, as she calls it, that he's parked in her backyard. A decrepit trailer from the 80s, constructed from man-made materials that just don't go away. He had an idea of using the base of it to build something else at some point, probably stone to the bone at the time. Later, after ripping it into manageable pieces, he tried to burn it. This made a hideous smoke that he then extinguished, making a pile of burnt goddamn ugly crap that lives behind Maureen's shed to this day. I wonder what Maureen, a grandma, would think of Angry Grandpa, the YouTuber. Harvey would come into my room saying, Mom, you gotta watch this one, and would proceed to assault me with Angry Grandpa's rude behavior. There was invariably something to make me chuckle, if not outright belly laugh. I may have laughed out loud, but I cannot stand the term LOL. He showed me lots of great characters on YouTube. Custom Grow 420 is one of our favorites. That kid, Jolly Oli, is adorable. Part Kid Rock, part Gilligan. Kids these days have no idea what Gilligan's Island was. And that's a damn shame. What am I going to tell people about my son? I don't have that one figured out yet. The truth creates such awkwardness. Immediately, people feel sorry for you. Then they wish they didn't ask, or that you didn't tell them the truth. Sometimes, less is more, less than the truth.